Hi, and very well one into our GA podcast here on Leash Today, brought to you with thanks to Breslin Superberry Group, Abbey Leaks and Rath Downey. Real food, real people. This week is all about football as we reflect on the weekend's action in the quarterfinals of the Senior Football Championship, the Intermediate Championship and indeed the Junior Championship. Joining me for today's chat is Leash Today's Stephen Miller and Alan Hardland. And Alan, will jump straight into things. We'll start with the first game on Friday night. It was uh, Grey Cullen versus Collection. A really interesting game, finishing a draw, one of the games of the weekend. Uh, but it was nip and tuck and towards the end of it, it seemed that uh, Collection might get that all-important win over Greg. It looked like they were finally going to do it. They were finally going to beat Grey Cullen in a meaningful match. And uh, then Jamie Parr scored two outrageous points from around the middle of the field. Um, and then they got they got the goal. And then Collection went back down, got another point, got back ahead. But then Mark Timmons made an incredible interception in the third minute of injury time. Greg broke up the field, almost won it with a goal. Um, I don't know whether it was a save by uh, Shane Coakley or one of the defenders blocked it off the line. I'm not sure which, but it went out for 45. Danny Bulger stepped up absolutely ice cool and smashed it over Precious the bar. Precious for tyres. Ah, it was completely relaxed. There was no nothing about it. Straight over the bar and a draw and we go again Wednesday night and I can guarantee it'll be a huge it was a massive crowd it was yeah. a standalone fixture in Crow Park or in Crow Park in a Moor Park and uh, it was a huge crowd at it and I can you can be certain that there'll be a huge crowd at this again well we must of the context of that I suppose what happened during the week we all know a bit of vandalism and everything else we get into a little later on probably added the spice to it as well of course but, uh, it was great banter in the stand yeah. beforehand you know and lads are coming and everyone's going oh who has the red paint on their hands you know <laughs> there was no one caught red handed yeah. in there that one the crowd, the crowd at that game must have been absolutely incredible because I was at the junior game in Crettyard and I met all the traffic coming back right, right. and collection and at Simmons's Mill it was just the line of traffic I've never seen anything like it and uh it's just I said they couldn't really play that one down in Dr. Cullen Park like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the, the name of it is at the minute so that was the first game Friday night we went into Saturday then Saturday then uh, uh, another, another local derby uh, at the last game which it was, was derby weekend game. derby saying. weekend yeah. yeah so Emo Dempsey's was the, was the mm. final game on Saturday and uh, again pro- no, it wasn't as exciting as the collection, um, mm. collection game but it was one of the best goals I've ever seen scored um, it started deep inside of Dempsey's half Podge Bannon turned the ball over he played it out to Shane Nerney, Shane Nerney to Conor Murder. Conor Murder carried it halfway up the field, gave it into Peter Leary, Peter Leary to Mark Barry. Mark Barry waited, drew out um, Niall Gorman out of the goals, popped it over his head, and Michal Flindley tapped it into the net. It was a, it was a tremendous team goal. I don't know if if uh, if you could really appreciate just how good it was. Yeah. But it was came at such a crucial time as well because Emo got got, got back to within a pint, and it just looked like they had the wind and. The goal just knocked the stuffing out of them, knocked and Dempsey's won comfortably enough, really, with six points in the end, and the, and they were full value for that six points. Dempsey's looking good. Yeah, they finally managed to translate a bit like uh, Saint Joseph's, who will come to later on. They finally finally managed to find a way to translate good league form into good championship okay. form. And aside from the Great Cullen game, which they lost, they, they have looked good. Um, Hatch Finley scoring machine one eight again the other night. Um, John Sugru will be taking note. Do you think he'd have to be? Yeah. He'd have to be, you know, and not and it's not just freeze either. His contribution mm. from play, um, he he has been definitely the standout player of the championship so far. Excellent. So, Steve, what did you make of the Saturday games? Well, I I, I didn't see any. You weren't allowed. You were locked away in Anlock here, were you? No, locked away at home. But no, but Hatch, like he, he, if, if we were picking player of the year at the moment, Hatch Finley, uh, Matthew Finley from Odemsey's, I would say would be player of the year at the moment. He scored what one eight the other night. Mm-hmm. He scored ten points against um, Ballyline in the drawn game. He scored one seven or one eight in the replay. He scored six points maybe in the first day against Great Cullen. And like, it's not just freeze. Like he's getting two and three and one two from play in every game. So absolutely on fire. He's lightish. He was in with Leash for a short while last year. He's only about 22, 21 or twenty two, I think. But um, 
Can't be afford to be not looking at them. I definitely stage. have to have a look. And Finley's, and then in fairness, over the years have contributed a huge amount to Dempsey's. And you see that in their two teams, during the junior final, there's three or four Finleys playing, three or four on on the senior team. Mm. And um, Hatch definitely, he's the man at the moment. At the moment, making the pl- making the team of the weekend as well. I, I'm checking out here as so. well. Yeah, third time now he's, he's nearly nailed on now for the team of the year at this stage. <laughs> and anyway, the, the other two games on the Saturday were two intermediate games, and they went the way you would expect. Yeah. Um, Courtwood, I kind of said last week that I thought Port Leash would be better than they had been. They were, but uh, in fairness to Courtwood, they were very, very good. They maybe struggled a small bit in the first half to get going. Mm. They made a change at half time. They, they took off uh, Luke Dorn um, and they brought on Paddy Wilson, one of their more experienced characters, you could say. Mm. Uh, you know, n- one of the <laughs> very few footballers in the co- country I'd say that are still sporting that knee brace you know and he, <laughs> he, he has that the on and yeah yes. and, he, and he, he came out in the second half and he, he's you know the corporate load of young flashy guys that are really good footballers and he just added a bit of steel in there mm. and they got a platform from him he, no he came in around the middle of the field yeah he came in around the middle of the field and he, he got on a lot of ball and um, then look, they have the forwards that will cause problems to a lot of teams they have two flying wing backs Sean O'Flynn and Colin Wilson yeah I've um, seen them yeah, yeah and, and they it's a real platform the real strategic part of their game is using those fellas to, to, to overload to exactly and break lines and create space um, for the likes of Alan Kinsley inside Matt Kelly another one um, another one who's really coming to the fore in terms of forwards around the county this year Kinsley you know yeah. always excellent range player again you'd imagine John Sugrue might be you looking for a phone number there the, the thing he's doing this year that, that has impressed me in the games I've seen is he, he's holding onto the ball a lot better yeah. Alan was uh, probably a bit light obviously he was so young mm. but now he's, he's like the ball has been kicked into him he's winning possession mm. he's taking on men and he looks um, very much like a player who, who could make that step definitely mm. um, Corkwood very impressive and they'll play Mount Medic Mount Medic probably weren't as impressive mm. Rose and Alice uh, didn't start started without John Lennon without Ronan Murray they both come on the second half the game was over at that stage uh, Mount Medic kicked an awful lot of wides missed goal chances sort of went through the motions you always knew they were going to win and they did win in the end and won very comfortably 11 points um, but, and that will be a big game because that's a repeat of the first round you were at that first round game weren't you it was only courted by a, p- courted courted by a pint courted by it? a pint like, so you know you would imagine like that that will be very close when it, when it comes to the final historian over there am I right in saying I was actually talking to someone last night court would have never won Intermediate? No, they have won uh, back in the eighties. The they've okay. won, they won the junior a couple of times and won the intermediate in eighty-seven. I'd say Eddie Kinsler was on that team, yeah. um, who is manager now. Um, but it's whether Mount Melick have learned. I suppose uh, Cork got a good start in that game. If I remember, I wasn't, I wasn't at it, but I know that I think Cork got a good start. Mm. And Mount Melick played very well. Mount Melick haven't really been tested since. They've had no, huge they've, wins they've, over they've Barrow House, to Rock, and now yeah. Rose and Alice. They're kind of saunter through on notice. Saunter through. So look, um, it's their their first county final in, since two thousand six. They won the intermediate in two thousand and spent years up seniors it mm. came at that time with a young team and went, got to a couple of senior semi-finals after and that so it's a big um, because I suppose Mount Melick we mentioned them here previously the, the junior hurling final this weekend yeah. and an intermediate football final the following weekend so it's good to see that, that GA is thriving in a town like Mount Melick where yeah. it, there are, it, it is, can be harder for some of the bigger towns yeah to, to key, and as you say one, one last thing on Mount Melick of course the, the, the one thing with them is, is we have to mention the fact that they are a Gales team as well yeah. Eddie Kinsley yeah. has been very vocal about that and we can be certain I'm, and imagine in the run up to the final he'll be vocal about it again it's adding a little bit of spice it, to it, it certainly it? will like Ryan Milani's midfield for them James Milani's centre forward they're key positions on any team and like it's certainly I know Eddie has a big issue with it and it, I'm sure it'll raise its head well, before I think, I think I know he spoke to Leach today about it I think the issue first is with Gales team but it's the type of Gales team mm. so it's the ridiculousness of Castletown being involved with Mount Melick. you could see perhaps my own club the Rock and Mount Melick, 
E-motor rock, those teams, you know, it makes kind of geographical sense. But again, you know it from uh, Clancy Madman's as well. We'll talk about that game in a moment. And Anna Knock. Like, how are these crazy kind of joined the mm. dot Gale seems being allowed they'll never happen again because they brought Don't in a rule so. last year whereby there has to be a tradition isn't that, isn't that the that's <laughs> the history there's these type of things new ones essentially can't happen anymore right you know but anyway that's should it be and the question is people would say at intermediate level it shouldn't be a Gale's team that's Eddie's that's fine, Eddie's fine for senior and you can yeah. see that point yeah, you can't you see can, that point you can yeah. understand that you know but just work I, to look I, I, I have an issue with the Gales teams I don't agree with them at all I think you have an issue with a lot of things when you section Miller's moans yeah yeah, well, I just think I just think I just think they're not the answer to what what the problem is, you know. Um, but the problem is, Portlaoise are too strong. Yeah, well, then join up properly if that's the the case. Don't be pa- do it like right down the Earl of Boris Kilcotton and go and do it One all ho- uh, full ho- like those teams now are fielding four adult teams. Yeah. Uh, that is like I, I I look at these other things and there just there's so many p- things wrong with them. Um, like they don't play in the league together. They, they're training separately. They're mm. getting very little preparation together. And I think it's the team, the weaker teams that are doing it, and not the stronger teams. They're doing it like the both the relegation final in football was Ballyfin Gales against Clonmel Gales, and the relegation final in Senior Hurland was Castletown Gales against Ballyfin Gales. It's the teams at the bottom are doing it. If you, if you, there was a couple of teams in the Senior Quarterfinals at the weekend, had they been Gales teams, you know, had Stradbally, let's say, had three or four Ananoc lads with them as a Stradbally Gales mm. team. That would that would be a little bit different. But I, I, ju- I just don't. I, I think I think we have a story in each today about this new sort of regions competition that John Sugru was pushing and it's coming in after the county final. Um, there, is, there is some merit in that. I think this year is sort of experimentation on it, but, but I think that is the, the way forward. You think, do it all in or forget about well, half there's, there's These Gales things, I, 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 think they're just, I think they're just gimmicks at the highest order. Um, I think that, um, I think, do it, do it all in like Boris Kilcotton and Rat Downey Earl have done it or do it like it's done in Kerry where six or seven teams can have a region and yeah, you can play yeah. but if to do, to do that you would have to reduce your senior championship by that's at a, least four a, if not eight another, teams that's and that's another day's work people say. You know? we skipped over a certain Strabley St. Joseph's Alan we maybe got have you amnesia we or? no no we haven't got there <laughs> Sunday Sunday, Sunday we're right. moving on to Sunday the first game was Ballerone and Portlaoise we're still not getting to Strabley <laughs> no it wasn't a game <laughs> the first outing was uh, yeah Jesus, terrible port, stuff Portlaoise were yeah. frightening you know people said that to me oh it's terrible it's terrible terrible I just stood there and admired them. Mm. Portlaoise are incredible and you can't but admire the way they play football. Mm. Somebody was up in the press box with me and he's a guy who goes to an awful lot of matches. He's involved with different clubs in different counties and he just said to me, look at the lines that Portlaoise are yeah. creating. It's like, it's it's county style. that It's Dublin-esque what they're doing. They're creating spaces like they, they, every single one of them are comfortable on the ball. Mm. Every single player. Every single player has pace. And the five and six a la Dublin in intercounty scene, the five or six subs are as good, if not better in some cases, the ones they're replacing. Paul Cahillan and Brian Glenn didn't play. Yeah, that's frightening. And, and you wouldn't have known that they weren't there. Paul Cotter came on, Brian Smith came on. <laughs> Guys who have... It's just incredible. And, you know, you c- people can give out. They can say there should be this done, there should be that done. Realistically, they are what they are. They have made themselves into what they are. They have worked extremely hard to get there fair play to them they, 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 they're a breath of fresh air to watch just the way they play yeah. they could have scored six goals in the first half easily they it was gone I believe it was over, was over just after 10, 10 minutes as soon as the two goals Stephen spoke here about what Ballerone needed to do and within five minutes it was, <laughs> it over. It was over and I word for Ballerone like you got the feel for him we've all been on the end of one of those Portlaoise days Portlaoise could do that to anybody in the county if, 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 if Portlaoise in the right mood will do that to nearly every team in the county um, and they are as Alan says they're an absolute joy to watch and um, 
but, not but, from Ballyroan yesterday. Not to watch from afar. But Port Leash um, measure, should be measuring themselves against at Leinster standard, yeah. not Leash. Uh, where they have, and I've also said, exactly. where they're a failure. They well, they, 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 they haven't in, in the last regard. yeah two, what, two Leinster titles. It's not enough for the dominance. It's, it's, it's not enough, no. No, no I suppose... They have been very, very competitive, but they, they, I suppose they, they, ha- they haven't. They, they have been a little bit of a failure at Leinster level, given their dominance in Leash. So they are coming up against the Dublin teams, yeah. but and it's a different Dublin team every year. But but given that the start of their time, I, I I think all the teams in Leash are playing for for second place. That's what I was just saying. And again, talk to poor Leash lads, and I've often said the lads jokingly, you know, uh, you know, you're a failure of a club, and they kind of can say maybe we kind of are not failures, but we harsh, but but well, it's not, fa- I think failure. I think fa- use use the word failure is a bit harsh because mm. I do think they get get quite a lot out of themselves at that that level, but I don't think. Um, winning leash is an achievement. No, you know, I, I think like it's a thing that I, they it, have it, to do. Like if they process. didn't, it's a disaster, an absolute yeah. disaster. Um, given that their 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 strength and their superiority over the other teams. So, and like I'm, I've looked ahead at Leinster draw. There are the, the draw for Leinster is top heavy. I think Dublin, Kildare, Leash, and Westmead are all on the same side. Mm. Dublin are always strong. The, the final last year was between Moorfield and Saint Lomans, Mullingar, and Port Leash. They're all going to be on the same side. The draw. Um, but look at there is not a, a town. A big a town as big as Portage in the country that has only one club. That's where I'm getting the point from. They have failed at that intercounty club scene because there is no town with as big a population but just one club. You look at Mullingar, there's two Athlone couple, New you know, Newbridge, a couple, you know, Kenny, they're, they're the only yeah. huge town. Yeah. Tullamore is only one club in it. Uh, two really because of uh, Ballymere Doro just outside it as well. Yeah, like, that, they're like the heat, though, really. Still, you know, though, you'd uh, argue. You know they're not as big as a town. Population it's not as big a town. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? So yeah, that's uh, four Port Leash people. That's not Port Leash's fault. That's, not, that's, that's no, not Port Leash's fault no, though. Not. And like they tried to set up Kilminchy, and that was such yeah. an unmitigated yeah, disaster, disaster that it has, it it has it's affected it ever gone. happening again. And it would that should have been started at the bottom yeah. up. Uh, but I don't. I I, I always say there should uh, there's there's three clubs in some parishes, and there's only one club in the entire town of Port Leash. That's I think it's. Uh, m- maybe there should be more, n- but 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 certain parishes. Be brave, maybe man, are are split up port- portly yeah. speaking. Let's let's move on to that uh, infamous game. The second, your yeah. your home club, Alan Strabley, Joseph. This is a real one of the games we couldn't call before. Yeah. I suppose and, yeah, and I didn't want to call. You didn't want, <laughs> and didn't want to call for, for <laughs> obvious reasons. <laughs> Stephen Stephen yeah. here. He uh, got it right. But a tough game, and Joseph, as we kind of expected, just did enough. Yeah, uh, I don't know how I don't know how happy they'll be about it. Like I mean. They it was very close early on. It was mm. four points each after twenty minutes. Joseph's got a couple of scores went ahead. Then they got a penalty just in the stroke of half time. And in the aftermath of that penalty, Jamie Cavanaugh was showing a red card for an off the ball instant something that happened in there. Um so Strabby reduced forty men. Joseph missed the penalty but kicked the result in forty five and then they came out in the second half, kicked another point, they went five ahead. And it looked for all intents and purposes like that was going to be it, you know. But then Joseph's kind of went back into the Joseph's of previous years where they go real defensive and Strably there are a lot of things but they have got forwards and if you invite them onto you you are running the risk that they will hurt you and they backed off found out a couple of years ago yeah and they backed off and they allowed Strably a short kick out when you have an extra man like that should never Mm. happen and in fairness Strably worked it down the wing came inside and who else but Jody got in front of the goal bang goal and all of a sudden then there was chaos Joseph's were no longer kicking short kickouts to their spare man they were kicking it long where Barney and Colin Begley were winning it breaking it Strably were coming back Strably got level then, in fairness to Joseph's, they went down and they got back ahead again. Um, but then Colin Begley kicked a free and Strabby were level in injury time. And then we had the, the, the disputed point. Hawkeye, Hawkeye for more part came to call uh, from the stands. Uh, like from, from, where, from where we were, uh, Matty Camping got the ball and he kicked it. Now it went up over 
from my vantage point, looked to go over the post. The umpire behind that that end, he didn't hesitate. He put the flag up straight away, and Brendan Hickey, who was the linesman from Grey Cullen, was was down that side. He was literally in line yeah. on the forty five, looking at it, and he put up his flag and came into Eddie Kinsler and seemed to indicate that that he thought it was white because you could see when he put up the flag, the strably management were there and they punched the air as if to suggest he was going to overturn it. Eddie went in, spoke to his umpires, uh, came back out, called out Hickey again, and then everyone kind of went, oh. What's happening here? The boys went in, put up the flag, um, they wanted a pint up, and then they w- w- strably kicked it wide, and Joseph went down and got another pint. So there were two up now, and then with the very last kick of the game, high ball in by uh, Colin Begley was fielded by Barney Marr. He popped it out to veteran Greg Graham's bottom, straight in front of the goals, and Greg, I suppose, oh, it's easy to say here now and say yeah. he should have done this, that, the other, but it was saved and was blocked and went white. I suppose that the, the real thing is if that point wasn't given, yeah. Greg would have been popping it over the bar for an equaliser yeah. and we would have had a replay. Yeah. But um, look, Strably, probably, uh, Joseph said they won't be happy because, you know, when you're playing against 14 men, I know it's a local derby and all the rest, of it, but when they got five points ahead, they should have been able to close it out. And if they do consider themselves as the next... Or the, next, you know, the best or of the rest. Best of the rest. Mm. They're going to have to improve from that, you know. Chris. But uh, Strably architects were all downfall, getting the man sent off for half time. Not happy around uh, Duns, I'd say last <laughs> night in Strably. <laughs> lots, uh, lots sad place. <laughs> lots of sad place. Maybe this morning as well. But uh, Strably, yeah, losing out on that one. Now we'll move on to Sunday. Relegation. Oh, relegation. Yeah. So we got that one wrong. Um, Clonus Lee are, are are making the drop. Uh, I was over this on myself. Yeah. So I saw a bit of this. Ah. Billy Finn brought James Finn back, and yeah. they brought Daryl Connolly back, and they made, made, a dip, big, made a difference. Made dip, yeah. Particularly Finn, you'd have to say, yeah. um, you know, for guys. That, 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 that essentially the decision to bring he's working out in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. T- I know he's an engineer, I think, but the decision to bring him back essentially saved their senior status. And it's, I suppose you often hear clubs flying people back mm-hmm. at great expense, and you wonder what's the benefit. Yeah. But the, they really worked. This yeah, yeah. They are staying up. You would wonder. I, I I think Ballyfin have a little bit more. I was surprised they got himself mm. into this relegation battle this this year. To be honest, I think yeah. Th- well, see, Sean Moore was gone to America for the summer. Yeah, he's a player. I, well I think I think well. he's absolutely brilliant. I've, I've never watched a game where like I, he's like a mini Gooch. Like you yeah. know, yeah, uh, he's great style, movement. Yeah. He's light lightish, all right. But he missed their first two games. Like I'd say like, they were never going to they played Port Leash in their first game. Right, that and went off. right, that went off. I'd say they probably would have beaten Cretiard had he been available, and then they wouldn't have been in relegation mm. bother. Like mm. uh, so, look. They are at the the lower end of the senior championship, but it's it's a big achievement for them. That they, they, they won the intermediate in twenty fourteen, so they're going to, this, next year next year is going to be their fifth straight year playing senior. So there's that's that that Nothing is that, that. credit where is due in that regard. Yeah. Of, you've a bit of a dog in the fight, of course, in Madman's and a knock disarrangement. Madman's going down now to uh, intermediate level. So the that kind of weird, strange. Mm. We were talking about the scales arrangement that didn't seem really to work. I don't know what the feeling is there. It's, it it will end now, presumably. Uh, well, there's no like if I knock win the junior and knock or intermediate next year yeah. and it will have to end um, if they don't will no, it Gales, I don't know I don't know like I'm not re- I, mean, I wasn't involved the last couple yeah. of years um, was, I was, was never involved with, with that setup, so I don't I don't know I don't know what, whether like I suppose from Clonus Lee's point of view it didn't change a whole lot they've been relegated and I suppose they've denied a couple of their own guys yes. um, games so I can't imagine I can't imagine there's you know, massive appetite for that. I like mean, they, yeah. they, 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 they're they're generally better at intermediate than yeah. they're a senior. You know, and they're, they're one of those clubs, like a lot of intermediate yo-yo clubs. They might yeah. come back up and, sure, like, and come back I think down there's there's a couple of couple down. of um, uh, Clonmel players. I think Darren Hogan, who came on yesterday yeah. at halftime, is, uh, made a big difference in that game. He has four intermediate championship medals. Really, you know, because yeah. Clonmel have been up yeah. and down that often. Like, yeah, <laughs> it is a funny one, and uh, I suppose yeah, 
we'll see how they get on next year. But a, a lot of intermediate clubs will be going. Oh no, another mm. trouble for next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 it for Clonus Lee or Mount Millick. Like, yeah. um, or Courtwood and Mount Millick in the final in the intermediate. It, both of them are well fit to win the intermediate, but if they don't, th- th- then you have Clunas League back in the mix next year, like you know. So it's uh, th- that's what how intermediate, yeah. It's how is it, that's how intermediate teams find it so I hard. I think to get this out year in particular, uh, Courtwood, this mm. is so this is their year. If they don't grasp it this year, I fear, you know. I, th- I think they're definitely on a team on the way up, and they've such a good underage setup with St Paul's. It's good players coming through, but take the chance when it's there, like mm. you know. You could, uh, God knows. You know, kind of see her down next year. Tim Ho could get the rack together in the yeah, next couple of years. Yeah, Port Leash yeah. are always if Port Leash, you know, Port, if Port Leash should have won it last year, and that I know they were well mm-hmm. beaten the other day. But if Port Leash are reconfigured a little bit differently, then they could challenge for it. So, Courtwood Mount Millick get out of intermediate as quick as they can, you know, and don't look back. Yeah. Now to finish off, of course, we're going to introduce our new Miller Moan section. All right, we kind of touched on it. Open floor for you now. You're complaining this week about we mentioned the Gales arrangements or wishing people well. Sorry, so it's other clubs wishing other clubs well. Stephen Miller, one of the few people who has an issue with people being wished well. Maybe I'm being a bit miserable here, like a bit, yeah, a bit moany. But I know I just think that. Or the club should be wishing other clubs. I, th- well, I think it's, I think it's a bit like these half and half scars in the Premiership. <laughs> like um, you know, rival clubs wish for each other well on, on social media. You know, it's, it's not a for you. It's not for me. Like it's. I, th- I think. It's, uh, I, th- I don't think. I don't know how sincere it actually is. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think there's a bit of fake niceness going on. Um, and uh, you know, I, Maybe I think that's just you. So when you wish people well in general, you're not. You're not. Uh, you're well, like if, uh, if you're, w- you're wishing someone well, like before a match, if you're shaking hands with your opponent before a match, like you're wishing them well. But you're you're hoping he doesn't get on too well when he's marking <laughs> you, like you know. Uh, but. You're wishing him well in the sense that you hope he doesn't get badly injured or anything yeah, like that, you yeah. know. But uh, you know, you're certainly you're, you're certainly incredibly selfish in, in your own right. But I do, I do, I do think that uh, I, th- I think there's a sort of a incredible social media. It's either fake niceness or uh, forced outrage. Um, it's either one extreme or the other, and. Uh, yeah, not not for me. We must mention as well on Nice being clubs. Mm-hmm. It was genuine Nice being clubs. Greg and Collection, of course, we had that unfortunate graffiti yeah. incident. But as was covering Leach today, Greg Cullen uh, sent members from yeah. the J Club to help clean up with the graffiti painted outside uh, the Collection J Club ahead of their match. Uh, at the yeah, so like that the, was a the, nice the, touch. Yeah, but it's a horrible thing to do in the first place. Well, like what yeah. gougers do that? And the same thing happened happened in Steve Bloom are preparing for the intermediate hurling final. It's they're, they're going to try and win their first intermediate title since 1954, I think, and signs up as there is in every area around county final time and have been just vandalised two nights in a row flags broken signs yeah, spray painted yeah. that's absolute horrible and Camaros was delighted to see Camaros Secretary Ursula Dunphy came out and described the Camaros completely distancing themselves from it uh, and saying that they don't want anything to do with that type of behaviour and calling the people who did it tramps and it's hard not to you know it's just low so, low, so, you know yeah. so say all of us let's yeah. not be politically yeah. correct so say yeah. anyone does that kind of stuff is, is not worth talking about yeah. uh, you on the town this week you on telly this week no don't know that no it's uh, the yeah. final episode of his tonight uh, I don't know whether we're in episode you 3 took, or you not you took over the first show really yeah, yeah very nervous Twitter was I was, a light. I, I was very nervous watching it because I didn't know what was going to be portrayed like you <laughs> know, so uh, the inner workings of Leash today yeah, so the, the, they, were, they were here so often. They were here about thirty times. <laughs> like, and, and by the end of it, everyone was a bit of excitement at the start when the TV cameras were coming. Yeah. By the end of it, everyone was sort of sick of it. Here. Like so, uh, so I don't know. The great reaction to it last week has no, been very, very, very positive. Very, very but very uh, I won't anyway, be rushing back on the television. I don't ah, think. No, I think there's a future there for you. Of course, check out all the leash today for the team of the week is up there as well. But the subs of the week, my sub of the week was Young Kerr who scored a goal. Come on for Ballyfin yesterday. Great rugby player as well. Yeah, yeah Kenny College. Really good yeah. goal against for Ballyfin against Saint Madman's. Of course. 
our podcast is brought to you with thanks to the present Super Valley Group, uh, Real Food, Real People, Abilix and Rath Downey. We'll be back Friday with Harley. It's all Harley on Friday, isn't it? Yeah, and you'll have Tommy Woogie back. Tommy back to run the road. Thanks, Raisin. We'll talk to you again.